I'm upset that they're not making an Adam's Family show about Morticia and Gomez. They're making it about fucking Wednesday. Who cares about Wednesday? She's the worst part of the Adam's Family. And I'm including Pugsley. <laughs> Who doesn't do anything? <laughs> so what are we what are we talking about today, Matt? Oh, we're talking about um Nicolas Cage's tour de force of 2021. Willie's Wonderland. That's a bold statement two months in. I, mean, I don't know if he's true. made anything else this year. I know he's made this. <laughs> and I don't even care. Because, listen, I love Nicolas Cage. All right? He's a very versatile, dynamic actor. He's a gem. He's never done anything like this before. Which no. is why I say that it's a tour de force. Because he's never, ever not spoken. Yeah. He's completely silent through the entire the movie. The entire time. Oh, oh he's my. just working a job. He's yeah, trying to get that's his job what, done. Oh man. So firstly, um so Willie's Wonderland has it drops uh to my knowledge it was only gonna be on streaming and then apparently it's also in theater, so yeah. if you can't see it, go see it. Do yourself a huge favor and go see it. I kinda wanna see it again, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Dude, I, maybe we should. So Willie's Wonderland uh is that stars Nicolas Cage and that is Really, all we can say about this movie. Uh, the yeah. director is pretty, pretty unknown. The writer has done almost nothing else. He's said he did an episode of Shark Week. Yeah, like so, and he's maybe 28, 28. Like he's a young guy still, so he doesn't have much of a career as of yet. And fucking, he will now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as we said on, I think the last episode we were kind of talking about it. Um, it's a not really a parody, but it, it's a very it's much... inspired. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, essentially. Yeah. Um, but way better than any garbage they're gonna make. Yeah. Because of Nicolas Cage. True. And not just, like, the actor himself. But the character, the character wrote for I mean, they haven't even... They didn't even name him. Yeah. They just call just him the janitor. the janitor. So, Nicolas Cage... We're, we're just gonna refer to him because he doesn't have a name. So, Nicolas Cage, for all intents and purposes... <laughs> Is just playing himself, <laughs> and he's he's just dealing with car troubles because well, they truly, lay out a, a and traffic hazard. Like from the trailer, which is the sole reason I was this excited for the movie. The trailer tells you everything you need to know. Like the movie is just longer the trailer, which is really what I wanted. Because in the trailer, you have this stoic, silent man who's given a task of working off the uh, payments of his um, t his car repair. Yeah. Uh, by cleaning this derelict, um, like, abandoned Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what? He was hired to do a job. And he got And he fucking did it. <laughs> and, you know, took mandatory union breaks. Every couple of hours That's for 15 like minutes, every hour and a half, every hour and a half for like 15 minutes. equity mandated break. Yeah. That's great. I've worked several union jobs where I was like, you have to take your break or like we'll get in trouble. And I'm like, no, it's really no big deal. I'm cleaning a spill. Although in his case, it's this robot's about to eat a child, but oh shit, I gotta take my break. You got this, right? <laughs> I'll see you in 15. <laughs> so, I mean, for the first two hours... Of the of not the movie, uh, no, I'm talking of his <laughs> of his shifts. Oh, okay. He's just cleaning. Yeah, he's just and doing he's the doing job. a good job. I mean, he's just hanging out. You know, he's got his 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 soda. Yeah, he's got his like 
punch. He's probably like a 12-pack of punch. Oh, he's just definitely more than 12. It, or maybe he it was. He goes through like three every break. I don't know. He goes through a bunch. Three. But, uh, you know, as he's doing that, um, surprise, surprise, the establishment is full of murderous animatronic robots that uh, decide, fuck this guy. We're going to eat him. Well, yeah, and this is a thing that seems to happen on repetition. Yeah, like, they are town. used to this. Like, they are used to, you know, killing people that come inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, in full view of the entire cast of animatronic characters, the ostrich one decides it's going to fuck with Nicolas Cage first, <laughs> and he beats it with a broom until it dies. I'm sorry for yelling, but holy shit, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Well, and all of a sudden, the rest of them were like, oh, oh, shit. Like, they, their eyes flick and they're just, oh, fuck. They're like, we didn't plan for this. Should, we should they just leave him alone. Back. We should leave him be. Uh, but they fucking but they never don't. learn. Uh, and neither do the writers of this movie. Um, for adjacent to Nicolas Cage, having a cast of half a dozen shitfuck idiot teenagers who I couldn't give a shit about. Despite the fact that they want to make me care about the main one, I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't remember her name. Because what I did care about was Nicolas Cage killing robots. <laughs> what they were doing was irrelevant and stupid, and it, I see it in a bunch of different movies. Well, which is like... what the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be everything in this movie sans Nicolas Cage, which is why it will not nearly be as good. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel like most of the teens they brought into this movie, with the exception of that main one, who I still don't give a shit They were about. all straight-up stereotypes. They're straight-up <laughs> stereotypes, and I think their point was just to be cannon fodder. Well, which they is wrote, fine. Which I, I'm all here for. But then they were like, no, 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 like, this main girl's got a backstory. I'm like, fucking, like, what? what? There are robots care. killing people. I don't care about this. I don't care about this cult background. <laughs> <sighs> well, the cult background was kind of cool. I'm talking about her fucking dude. Oh, How yeah. they're like, hey, she's had it rough. I'm like, you know who else had it rough? Nicolas Cage! Get back to him! <laughs> He's who we're here for. Even if they never killed anybody, even if the animatronics didn't kill anybody, I would have been fine. Yeah. If it was just them trying to kill him and failing. Well, and my favorite thing about it is he's just going through his day so nonchalantly, even between fights, because he'll clean yeah. up their bodies. Well, that's what's awesome, is up. that, like, so the first one he kills in front of all of them, and then another, like, every other one subsequently tracks him down and he kills it, and then puts it in garbage bags, cleans up whatever the mess was, and then puts it by the front door, because he's locked inside, mm-hmm. and has to pass by the stage with, like, one by one less animatronic. So, and he, there is not a shred of, like, smarminess or pettiness. He's just doing it. Because it was me, I'd be like, all right, there's four more of you. There seems to be four bags at the door. I don't like your odds. I'll see you in 15. <laughs> And then he just goes play... Yeah, and he goes and plays football. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, we could go scene by scene and say why everything is awesome, but you gotta just experience it. It's just so fun. I mean, I really don't know what else to say. It's just amazing. (laughs) The movie is amazing. It's It's not like something you're gonna take with you. But it's one of the most entertaining films I think I've seen in the past year. Oh, God. During probably all of quarantine, this is the most I mean, entertaining we don't... thing I've watched. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to give it the benefit of at least, like, you know, any movie that that hasn't come... 
excuse me, that wasn't out a year ago mm-hmm. at this time that is out now. So, like, movies that have either come out during quarantine or have been made slash released over the course of this quarantine. So, like, okay. Come Play and Freaky, for instance. Yeah. Versus studio films like Wonder Woman and Little Things. Like, all those other movies that have, like, they were supposed to come out and then they got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Versus movies that were, like, well, let's just put it out. and Like, we just finished it. Let's just put it out. You know, someone will watch it. This is the best one out of all of those. It, at the very least, it's the most fun I've had watching a movie out of all of those. I, yeah. I, well, I mean, Freaky was fun, at least for us, because we got to go to a theater to see it. Well, and Freaky, now we're going to go to a theater Freaky to see it. Freaky had some fun kills, well, no, too. I, I'm not knocking Freaky. Freaky is a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting this movie at all. I get that. All I was told about a month and a half ago was... Like, I, I think it was even, like, on Facebook, like, Bloody Disgusting or something, was, like, Nicolas Cage is fighting animatronics. And I went, well, that concept of a movie is cool. Mm-hmm. And then you said it was Nicolas Cage. And then you said that he was going to go John Wick on these robots. <laughs> so that's just layering and layering and layering. Like, I'm like, you've already got my money with the... Like, I'll go see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie because that concept to me is very interesting. I just don't give a fuck about the lore at all. Mm-hmm. And this movie's got, it's got lore, but, like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to see him fight robots mm-hmm. and do his damn job. Well, that's what they spend most of the movie doing, because they know yeah. what they're doing. And you would think, you're probably telling yourself right now, hey, that sounds like it's going to get kind of old kind of fast. And you know what? You would be right. If this script were in the hands of, I don't know, maybe a lesser writer or someone that's clearly hasn't seen a bunch of horror movies before. Mm-hmm. Because... Once they merge both story, both Nicolas Cage's and all these teenager stories, so, you know, they're trying to get inside... Well, not really get inside. They're trying to destroy this building, mm-hmm. and they find themselves inside, stuck there with all of these things. That's your movie normally. That's your, that's your horror movie right there, is you have yeah. all these people that are stuck in there, they have to fight back or, you know, wait until someone unlocks the door. But they are there with Nicolas Cage, who has killed three of them already. Mm-hmm. And um, doesn't show any sign of uh, stopping. Doesn't show any, like, you know, urgency to leave. (laughs) Like, he's not scared at all. Well, the only, like, injury he's got is a little scratch on his cheek that covered with a... I mean, he gets kind of beat up, but, like, he's not mortally wounded at all. Well, not by the time they see him. By the time they see him for the first time, he just has a Band-Aid on his cheek, and he's good to go. So, I kind of miss it. So, when he fights the gorilla in the bathroom... He tapes up his, like, stomach. Oh, that's right. I don't know if that's because of bruising or... Padding. Or if it's padding. Yeah. I mean, either one would work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's, But it's not like, you know, he got his leg broken and all of a sudden he was fine. The things just haven't done that much damage to him. Because, I don't know, maybe they were underestimating him or, you know... He's somehow, like, he's got, like, Jason Voorhees strength. Mm-hmm. Like, he shouldn't be strong enough to just rip metal robots apart, but he, he is. Uh, <laughs> um, superhuman ability to just do his job. Um, which, that mis- the mystery of that being, like, who he is and, like, why he just doesn't care, they weren't going to give you any hints. They, didn't, they do not address it at all because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is... That the kids are the audience surrogate of like, um, did you hear anything that I just said? I told you this whole backstory about cultists and demonic possession. He just like, 
I mean, he doesn't speak, but, you know, he's just playing pinball and then goes back to cleaning and they're like, um... And he grabs himself a new cool. shirt and gets back yeah, to it. Yeah, everything, that's the best that it's... Because for some of them, I feel like they reuse the same shots. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's um the way it's edited is kind of like an Edgar Wright movie, like Shaun of the Dead, where, like, there's a lot of, like, jump flash cuts of stuff, like... Him getting ready, him, you know, he's getting all of his stuff. He's getting, like, his spray, his mop. Uh, he's covered in blood, so he changes his shirt, puts on another shirt. It's the same thing. Like, at the end of his break, his phone alarm goes off. He crushes his can and throws it in the garbage and goes back to work. And it's, like, the same shots almost every time. <laughs> Just with a few new cans in the garbage. Yeah, like, every now and then they'll have, like, another can or something, or, like, they'll take away the shirts on the shelf to be like, there's not just limitless amounts yeah. of shirts. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the other really rewarding thing, at least, and that was, it was in, it's been in the trailer, is just his care, his, like, crassness. He doesn't care that these other kids are, like, telling, like, you're in danger, dude. Like, you don't even know, and... You just, I don't care, man. I, I'm not here for this shit. I'm trying to get my car fixed and I can leave and go back to doing whatever I do. And I love it. I love when people that are trying to take everything so seriously in these movies are the people that are, like, failing at getting that across. Yeah. Like, I mean, if Freddy vs. Jason had tried to take itself seriously, it could have done this. And they could have just straight up been like, no, no, but, like, how do we, like, get them to, like, fight each other? And everyone's like, dude, I know you want there to be, like, a reason, but, um, you guys know, the audience knows that we don't care. We just want to see it. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't, we don't care, man. Like, just, <laughs> hey, I know you worked real hard on this scripts. I know you really, really want to, like, push this, you know. No, no, no. We're here to fight robots. Yeah. That's all we're here for. That's what we're here for. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's, and they clearly know and have made it kind of self-referential because you have the only character that stands out is the the main one uh, of the teenage group, and the rest are nerd, jock, black guy, and tits. That's the rest of them. And they are written as such. Mm -hmm. And in this post-Scream world where we all are very painfully aware of stereotypes and we love to kind of reference that for audiences despite it being way too pandering and kind of old at this point, they have done it in a way that's not like, oh, okay, like we got this. It's, it's entertaining mm -hmm. because you're like, all right, I can't wait to see how these characters act when they come up against this, like, completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> So what were your thoughts? Like, how did you find out about this? I saw it on Facebook. What did? How did you get to know this? So I think the first time I heard about this movie was I just saw the title, and I saw that Nicolas Cage was attached to it. I had no <laughs> description of what it was. I just saw the title, Willy's Wonderland, and it was for an article that was like, new horror movie starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So I was intrigued, because I I don't normally think of Nicolas Cage in horror, well, other but, than for Wicker Man. Well, but lately he's been doing a lot well, of very, as, like, well, not even, but like, Mandy and Mom and Dad, and a lot of those, like, like The Color Beyond Space. Oh, that's it's, right. There are a lot of more art house type ones that are mm -hmm. a lot more visual because, I mean, Nicolas Cage, despite what everyone may say, is a fantastic actor who really dedicates himself to his craft. He know he, I mean, 
watch any interview with him about roles that he's done, he's been like, I took inspiration from this, I took inspiration from this, I talked to this director because I loved his work doing this. Like, he mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. So, which is why it's great because every choice that he makes is completely purposeful, researched, and all that stuff. So, like, you know him from The Wicker Man. Well, yeah. <laughs> which, objectively, is a bad movie. So, But but he knew what he was doing. But he, Yeah, he's definitely turned himself around in the genre recently because he's been doing these more art house movies where he can have more... He can delve more into what he wants out of it. Yeah. And he's been picking his movies a little bit more with a, yeah. stronger choices than just when he used to... See him to pick movies from random. I wonder how he got this one, though. I really want to like, know. There's no like big producer. The director isn't known. The writer's not known. I don't know how he found this. I'm really hoping that a, he just read this script for some time and walked up to the writer and was like, Hey, can we get this made? Can I, can I do this? Can I get this made? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, sure, Nick. Whatever you want. <laughs> he, I like to imagine that he put up most of the money for this movie. Well, and I saw from looking at the director, it said that one of his favorite directors was the guy who did, um, I think it's called Beyond the Black Rainbow or something like that, which was both Nicolas Cage's and the director of Mandy's uh, big inspiration for Mandy. Oh, So, okay. like, they both are, like, I feel like they're on the same wavelength artistically, mm-hmm. so he probably really liked Nicolas Cage's work in those movies that we just mentioned, and he yeah. wanted him to do something like that with this, <laughs> which is awesome. It's the complete collision of the horror genre now, where it's either schlocky and pandering and super artistic, and they just put them together. Yeah. Well, I feel like what really sold me with wanting to watch this movie was when the first trailer dropped. The trailer is amazing. It's so like, good. oh, God. Well, and I think a lot of trailers, I think especially for horror movies, can be very misleading. This one is straight to the point. Yeah. This is what you're getting out of this movie. Take it or leave it. Well, and unfortunately, the last couple times that there's been big horror trailers, I mean, my go-to is Pet Cemetery. It's just the whole goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, granted, it is pretty much everything you need to know in the movie. And it's like, if you like this, we have a whole movie of this. Mm-hmm. And that was that's why I think what marketing is at its finest, is yeah. they're like, listen, we just want you to have fun. Here's examples of how fun it is. Mm-hmm. Go see the rest of it. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think they really succeeded in doing that with this movie. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, man, as soon as we saw that it was out, we made plans to watch it last weekend. Like, it's still way too new to really know how successful it is going to be, but mm-hmm. it cost $5 million to make this movie, which is nothing, not really. It's, it's really not much at all. Um, and it's not only going to make that money back, but... I uh, I think that they'll already be like, hey, um, studios, like big studios will be like, hey, can we get like a sequel? And I want them to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. You can't good. have one. You got your dumb shit other like... You can do your Fre- Five yeah, Nights at Freddy's Yeah, you can do your movie. Five Nights at Freddy's movie. You'll make your money from all the children that aren't going to be able to see it because you're going to make it rated R. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to just kick, take this movie and go home with our winnings. And that's really all we're I good. want from horror, really, is just to be like, we made a movie that we thought was great. We made it for people that wanted to have fun. And that was it. We're done. 
which I'm hoping is what Spiral is going to be, where it's people that really love Saw making a Saw movie that they want to make, and they're like, well, we know other people like Saw, so we're going to make a movie for them, and then we're going to go home. I can't wait for Spiral. And if it gets delayed again, I'm going to be so upset. I think I might finally break down and cry. I, I've I, been very I close. It. I've been very close. So many times. I got so close when they delayed Ghostbusters again. Cause as, Where is it now? It's now in November. Is it this Dune year? Dune comes out before it. Well, okay, but Dune's doing the Warner Brothers release in person bullshit thing. But Dune wasn't supposed to release until December. Ghostbusters has now been pushed back a year and a half. Listen. And I'm upset. <laughs> we have Candyman. We have Halloween. We like, have Adam's Family 2. We have Adam's Family 2. These are all for sure, okay? And then we have Ghostbusters. Yes. And even in a horrible world where it gets delayed again, we have other really good movies that we've really been wanting to talk about. That's true. And wanted just, just to see. Just to really. see. I mean, I, I'm still ready for us to go, like, let's cover Halloween Kills and us to just sit in silence for 20 minutes. <laughs> So before we end this episode, I want to I want to just go over some critic reviews of Willy's Wonderland because they're really good. They're fun. I mean, if if us screaming at you to watch this movie wasn't enough, um, these are some pretty reputable uh, critic sites. Okay, so we have from Variety magazine. If Rob Zombie made a slasher movie that was also an Attack of the Killer Muppets movie, it would look like Willy's Wonderland. Can you read this Empire one? Yes, I can. Come for Nick Cage fighting a robot alligator with a mop. Stay for some inventive licks on the Dead by Dawn horror movie template through the other characters that are nothing to shriek about. Or though the other characters are nothing to streak From about. Common Sense Media, the unserious but seriously played drama in this horror comedy is paced quickly, revels in its violence, and showcases Nicolas Cage's quote-unquote rage in notably <laughs> fun and playful ways. So I feel like they're all backhandedly being like, I guess it's fine. But like everything they've said has made it want me so want to see it even better. This one, <laughs> just real quick... <laughs> Um, an audience review. So the audience, the meta rating is at like four or five stars, which is dumb. I was like, because like five point something. Yeah, but on like IMDb. Well, on IMDb, critics. it's like five out of ten. Audience rating, it's like a healthy four out of five stars, yeah. which is accurate. So this one is a five star rating. Listen, comma. Let me start off by saying that this movie is a one of a kind Mona Lisa like masterpiece. Nicolas Cage, a.k.a. The Janitor, doesn't even say a word the whole entire movie, comma, beautiful. <laughs> and there's a lot more, but that's just the clincher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I really want to go see it again tonight. If, yeah. you, if we can, let's go see it again. Um, okay. Uh, that's really all I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 8 p.m. Rialto. It's on the front, on the homepage of Google. Heck yeah, man. Also, we're gonna leave you today with a little bit of some of the music from Willy's Wonderland because it takes place in a Chuck E. Cheese esque place. Yeah, so I, naturally they have a song. I kind of really want our listeners to take themselves back to what it was like. Because I mean, we grew up around Chicagoland, and I don't know if it's all over the place, but like we had Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. and. 
like, I mean, someone, everyone's been to, like, a birthday party there. Like, everyone, like, as a kid, probably oh, yeah. has been to one. I think I still so, have one of the tokens at home. It's just, like, I want you to imagine yourself 25 years later, and you just, like, this song makes me want to tear it apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>